Learn more about fun local events and interesting people throughout the heart of Middle Tennessee with a dash of everyday tech talk thrown in for good measure. The Local Click starts now. Welcome to the November edition of The Local Click. The Local Click is the podcast brought to you by DTC Communications, where we talk everything technology and local people and how technology influences their everyday lives. With me, as always, is my cohort, Justin Malden. Justin, appreciate you being back today. Hey, always enjoyable to, to get together with you and our guests and our experts and to be able to bring this uh, to our members and the, and the various people of our community. Mm-hmm. It is the time of year that uh, the fall leaves have really started changing colors. Uh, November is the month of Thanksgiving. So it's just a, one of my favorite times of the year in general. I'm sure it probably is for you and your family as well. So oh, Absolutely. Listen, when we were driving into Woodbury uh, this morning as we were preparing for this, couldn't help but notice the, the leaves changing and, and that beautiful drive that we had. Then it is that time of the year. We will have Justin's tech tips and we'll also have him bring us his tech news roundup. We'll have the Ask the Experts segment where Mr. Jared Bradshaw will return. And then to round up the last part of the show, we'll have the What's Up DTC segment where I basically kind of go through our community calendar of events, the different places that DTC will be. We have two great interviews for this month lined up. We'll be talking with Miss Tabitha Smith from Community Wellness Clinic here in Woodbury. And coming up right now as part of the program, we will have our first interview, and that's with Chris Hell from Alexandria Auto Parts. So we always appreciate you joining us each and every month on The Local Click, and we're going to get started right now. Today's guest on The Local Click is someone I've known for a very long time. In fact, uh, we kind of grew up together in the, the Liberty Alexandria area, if you will, and uh, this guy knows all there is to know basically about cars and trucks and uh, if, if he doesn't know it you probably don't need to know it either but anyway this is mr chris hell with alexandria auto parts chris well, thanks, thanks for coming lot, to woodbury being with us. it's uh it's always a pleasure to get to talk with uh people that you know and friends of yours you know and right. uh and some of these questions it's going to be kind of weird for me because i may know the answer because i've known you for so long right. but uh everyone uh, watching or listening may not so uh but uh we'll go ahead and kind of share your story and then some of your experiences and uh, I'm sure everybody's going to enjoy it. But first, even though, again, I know where you're from and kind of hinted to it just a minute ago, but tell everybody where you grew up and some of your history. Okay. I grew up in Alexandria. Uh, I've never lived anywhere else. I've never, if I have my way, I never will live anywhere else. I've I've, uh, lived in Alexandria, work in Alexandria and worship in Alexandria, everything. I'm, I'm Alexandria through and through. So, um, that's pretty well where I'm at and where I want to be, you know, uh, uh, fortunate the last 20, uh, so 23 or so years been able to work in Alexandria also. So, which is unusual in a way, because a it lot is. of people that grow up in a town, the size of Alexandria don't get to stay there right. when it comes time to enter the workforce, just because the quantity of jobs is a little bit less, that kind of thing. So what made you, um, interested in automotive uh, repair and things of that nature? Well, I grew up uh, watching my grandfathers, both my grandfathers and my dad. They farmed, uh, not full-time, but, you know, on the side they farmed, raised tobacco and cattle. And uh, I enjoyed that helping them with that. And uh, farming and mechanics go hand in hand. Uh, I've never met 
a farmer that wasn't somewhat of a mechanic. So um, just the day-to-day hooking up equipment and maintaining equipment and stuff kind of got me interested in that type thing. So I think that's the reason I went that way. I know you have a lot of OJT on-the-job training when it comes to this sort of thing, but did you also then go to school or have any kind of a formal training on yes, automotive? Uh, after high school, I went to uh, Nashville Auto Diesel College in Nashville. Um, went there, graduated there. Uh, got a good basic knowledge of how to uh, read diagrams and do things like that. And then uh, after that, I got a job at Walker Diesel Service in Cookville, and that's where I learned most of what I know, both the good and the bad, I think. So, uh, And then after that, went on to uh, uh, Smyrna and worked there for about three years uh, doing repair work on uh Everything, tractors, equipment, and cars, trucks, for a, you name it, basically. for a factory, yeah, yeah. everything, tow yeah. motors, really, everything, yeah. Now, that's probably a unique skill set because of the way the mechanics of a tow motor operate, right? Would that be like a propane base? Yes. I worked at Tracker Marine. Uh, they made Astro and Procraft boats, um, and they had, I worked on their, everything they had. So their company vehicles, their tow motors that was used in the manufacturing process, the tractors that they used to move the equipment around, and their semi-trailers that they hauled the boats to the dealers. So even on. the semis. So wow. so the, I worked on all of it as a one-man show. So it was just me. So uh, I maintained all that equipment there. And then even when I worked at Walker Diesel, we had contracts with Coca-Cola. Uh, so we worked on everything from their Astro vans all the way up to their semi-trucks and trailers. A lot of people in uh, automotive repair kind of spe- seem to specialize in one aspect. Yeah, and now uh, you just about have to. You know, you're either a diesel guy or you're, a, you know, maybe even just a Chevrolet or specific brand guy. You know, you're not necessarily a little right. bit about all of it. But. Yeah. How did you make that transition from that part of the world, Middle Tennessee, back home to Alexandria? Me and Brad, uh, my business partner, uh, of course, went to school together all the way through school. And in one of his annuals, uh, I actually wrote, uh, I think it was maybe kindergarten or first grade, that we was going to take over his dad's parts store one day, you know. Of course, not knowing that it would actually happen then. But that we made those plans early on. And, wow. And was able to, uh, uh, of course, after high school, he he, he bought uh, half his dad's uh, business and they worked together up until 2000, and then in 2000, I bought uh, his dad's half, and we've been together uh, ever since and never looked back. It's always great to see um, the heritage and history of a business that started local get to continue on because so many don't make it after a certain length of time, especially when the original owner decides it's time for him to move on and right. and do other things. So I know Brad very <laughs> well, and I know you very well, but... Uh, uh, for the people that don't know, uh, you you did basically grow up together, right? Yes. Of course, I knew him before school and actually probably met Brad at the parts store, uh, probably with my dad or my granddad going to get a tractor tire repaired or something like that, mm-hmm. and me going with him, uh, you know, and him being there because his dad run the shop and, you know, just being a, a kid there playing around. I, I actually remember um, me and him sitting at the cash register, they had an old cash register that was a push-button type. I think the highest you could ring up was $9.99. And we'd sit there and push those buttons, try to get them all mashed down at the same time, you know. Uh, so I'm, I believe that was probably before kindergarten. So we go back a long ways. Probably did meet at the parts store. So the Alexandria Auto Parts is the name of the business, mm-hmm. right? And you're right there 
off Brush Creek Highway. Yep, 905 Brush Creek Highway. You guys were once on High Street, we right? We were down on High Street. Uh, that's where Brad's dad was and uh, uh, been there since sometime in the 60s. And then in 2013, uh, we built a new building up on high, on the highway. So what kind of parts do you sell? We're a part city part store. Uh, we are serviced by Ozark Automotive. They're the same people that own O'Reilly uh, Auto Parts. You'll see the same parts, the same brands. Uh, in our store that you see in their store. Uh, the difference is that they are company-owned stores, and we are uh, independently owned. In this day of um, Internet purchasing, where you can basically almost find anything online, especially like on Amazon or eBay and, and different things like that, how important is it to make sure when you're doing repair that the parts that you're ordering and installing on your vehicle are actually quality parts. A good quality part is means everything because that's good for both of us. It's good for the installer or the person selling the part, and it's good for the consumer that's using the part. So uh, as painful as a car repair can be, uh, it's a whole lot less painful if you don't have to do it twice. So, right. so it's very important that you put uh, install or sell a good quality part. And, you know, of course, as a business person, we want them to be happy with, with the part and you're not going to be happy with it if it fails. And you don't want to get on the road and then have a breakdown, right? Exactly. You know, the next week later, especially depending on where you're at. Sometimes that's not only inconvenient, but can even be dangerous yeah, depending exactly. on where you are. But yep. uh, you also do a ton of service, right? We do. We do uh, stay uh, real busy in the in the shop uh, repairing cars and selling tires and stuff like that. But stay, stay real busy. We're blessed with the people we got, uh, the team we've got right now, you know, uh, uh, we got uh, Jeff Reynolds, Jeff Youngblood, Tim Baker. They bring uh, so many years of experience to the table. You know, it's just awesome. But uh, even with all that experience, you have to keep up with the changes, you know, with uh, everything that's coming out and vehicle repair information uh, through the Internet. You know, there's no paper manuals anymore. You know, everything's online, you know, so it's very important to have, you know, good speed and access to that stuff. What kind of services specifically do you guys offer? Well, we do everything from uh, basic service work uh, to uh, tires, brakes, uh, starters, alternators, and we do some engine swaps, engine repairs, transmission uh, swaps, rear ends, uh, pretty well all of it, um, depending on the make of the vehicle. How has the industry changed as far as repair for cars and trucks over the years. I'm sure it's probably like everything else in the world. It's probably changed quite a bit. I, th I think, in my opinion, uh, probably the last 20 years is probably we've seen the most changes as any time in history. And the options that are on cars, uh, the radar, you know, uh, the self-driving, the um, all the options that are on there have come a lot further in the last 23 years than they have in any other 20-year period before. And that comes to my next question. How do you keep up with it? There's pretty well three things involved in uh, repairing a vehicle. One is the technician himself and the knowledge that he has. Two is the tools that he has, and, and, and not just hand tools, but electronic tools, scanners and things of like that. But the third thing involved is the information. And like I said earlier, there's, there's no paper manuals anymore, so it's so important to have... Uh, access to the information and we use programs 
uh, through the internet that uh, have our wiring diagrams that we use to repair vehicles. They also have component locations, component descriptions, uh, system operations, so that all help us. Those three things all work together to help us repair a car. Having access to reliable internet service is probably a, a big deal in your everyday business, right? Yes. Uh, without it, um, we'd be... We'd we'd lose one of those three tools that we use. I mean, we'd be down to 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 just what we could remember right. <laughs> and the tools that we have on hand. That'd be it, right? You know, without having uh, um, wiring diagrams and those things available to us online, then it, it'd be a lot harder to repair a car. And you probably also do a lot of uh, behind the scenes work over online too, such as like ordering of parts. Yeah, and all the up ordering of parts and. And then, uh, you know, just uh, interchanging part numbers and looking at uh, all the different things. Um, yes, definitely 100%. It'd be hard to do without it. I know family's a big part of what you do because every time I, I come in, I see uh, one of your sons or one of Brad's sons usually yeah. within close proximity helping yeah. out from time yeah. to time. Absolutely. Um, you know, our boys, Brad's two boys, my three boys, they've all grew up at the park store, uh, getting off the bus at the park store, um, playing, getting dirty and greasy, you know, uh, just kind of, uh, we kind of might get busy and forget about them when they were small, you know, when they get into something, but uh, but they actually grew up and helped all along the way, you know, and as they got bigger, they done more, and, you know, uh, Brady, he's helped us quite a bit, uh, um couple of weeks ago we called him in because we so far behind you know he had a couple of days he come in and helped us out he actually turned into a good mechanic levi he comes brad's younger boy he comes and helps us out we got my oldest boy cody he's working for us full time in a part store now that's been a, a big help uh, my middle son he's helped us uh, all through high school and uh, my youngest son helps us out some so it's just it's been a big part. We couldn't have done it without them, to be honest with you. Even yeah. if sometimes they wanted to and sometimes they didn't. But <laughs> <laughs> That's what family's all about, Exactly. Right? Doing what you have to. Exactly. Not necessarily what you want to. And it's got to it's gotta make you feel good, though, right? To it, see the next generation coming up and you passing down that skill to your children like that. That's, uh, I don't know, That to me that just seems like that would be very nice. Those things are important. That's yeah. what matters. Yeah. And I'm sure they get a lot of that critical thinking honest because I'm sure it got passed right down to them. So it's probably not that big of a struggle for them to fall right in. They all hear about it from both of us. You know. <laughs> it's just as common to see Brad getting on to one of my boys or me getting on to one of his boys as it is, as it is vice versa. You know? And that's so, the way you want it, right? That's the way we want it. Yeah. Yep. One of the main uh, parts of your business, and I say this as a consumer myself, having purchased many sets down there, is the tire industry and the yep. tire business. Uh, talk a little bit about uh, what you guys offer there, and um, is it one of those things where you ho you hold certain brands, uh, you carry certain brands, or is it one of those things where you can usually get pretty much anything you want? Or We've got a few brands that we keep in stock, and then uh, some of our favorite tires, more or less, not necessarily one brand, but like... Um, we tend to like Firestone as far as 10-ply tires, go for truck tires and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So we keep a lot of those in stock. Car tires, we may keep uh, – we kind of keep our favorites. You know, what we what we want to recommend is what we kind of keep in stock, stuff we've got we know that works good and rides good and does those type of things. But we can get anything. Uh, any Everything's available. Usually a day, maybe two, we can have anything. How do I know when it's time for a set of tires? What's some telltale signs? So there's two things I want to tell you about tires that would be, uh, number one, you need to know how old your tires are, and that is uh, coated on the side of the tire. Uh, so anything over 10 years old, if you drive it daily, 
you need to think about replacing it. Other than that, there's a wire bar on the tire. All tires have a wire bar cast into the tread. And when you get to that wire bar, it's time to replace it. Uh, you will not tread water, and especially in the wet roads and stuff like that, that you need to replace it. The other thing I would tell you, uh, when you do replace your tires, you do find out that uh, they're either old or they're wore out, uh, is that uh, you need to put the right kind of tire on your car. You know, tires are very specific to the vehicle nowadays, and there's SUV tires, there's truck tires, there's car to passenger car tires, and, and sometimes, you know, if your truck supposed to have 10-ply tires on it, put 10-ply tires back on it. You know, don't cheap out with a six-ply, you know, and then it's not going to perform. And then when you put a load on it and uh, you bust a tire, it's, you know. Which is a, a big safety issue, big, right? A big deal, a yeah. big deal. You know, I recommend putting the, putting the, the type tire for the type vehicle. And then to make that investment last longer on tires or just vehicles in general, are there some tips that you might give us that can maybe save us some money down the road by doing some preventive maintenance tips? Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, we talked about all the advancements that's been made in vehicles, you know, and, and you know, up to eight computers or eight or more computers on a vehicle, you know, uh, with all the different things. But it still comes back to the basic thing that I don't see people do, uh, and they don't check their oil, you know. Believe it or not, these cars nowadays, even the new cars, still use oil, some more than others. Mm -hmm. And you need to change your oil on a regular basis, and you need to check your oil in between oil changes, and your car will last a lot better. And I'd also add to that that you would use the proper oil. You know, a lot of people said, well, my granddaddy used Rotella tea and everything. And, you know, that was all right. At the At time, that time, was okay. That was okay. Right? Yeah. But now there's vehicle-specific oils that, that – need to be used yeah and for for everything to work properly seems like the the engine oil weight or the thickness or viscosity or however you want to say it, i'm not a mechanic so i'm really <laughs> going to show what i don't know when i try to say some of these terms but it seems like that has changed a lot over the years it, hasn't it it has changed a lot you know it it kind of went in a trend where uh it was thicker higher viscosity oils to now it's lower viscosity oils and there's um things like variable valve timing that work off oil pressure and these orifices that this oil flows through to activate these solenoids and things are critical to the weight of the oil. So you don't want to change that. If it calls for zero twenty and it, but it looks too thin to you, and I don't want to pour that in my car, you better pour it in there. Yeah, because that's what that's what it needs to operate. So basically, just trust the manufacturer yes, on those things. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, as far as changing gears a little bit, uh, as long as you guys have been in business, and I, I know the sense of humor that you both have. And, including Brad. He's, he's a character. If you know Brad, you know I'm telling you the truth on that. Do you have any funny stories maybe through the years? Working under a dash and you find a snake skin and you just wonder. So the whole time, you know, you're folded up under a dash and you're just wondering. Where's the rest of that Where's snake? the rest of him? Or yeah. is, you know, is he still in here? So stuff like that, you know. And of course, if we know one of our guys has got something like it going on, we want to prod him a little bit, you know, and say, <laughs> hey, better look out. I'm sure you guys never pick on each other, right? No, no. People that are interested in, in uh, your business and maybe want to make an appointment, uh, what are your hours and how can they get in touch with yeah, you? Yeah, give us a call. Uh, we are uh, 615-529-2580. I always say straight down the middle. Um, That's easy to remember. 2580, right. straight down the middle. But uh, um, we're there Monday through uh, Friday, uh, 730 to 6, and Saturday, 730 to 2. Uh, give us a call. We'll make you an appointment. Um, of course, if you have a flat tire or something, just come on in. We'll try to take care of that right away. But uh, as far as repair work and other things, we schedule those. Right. So. 
Well, Chris, we appreciate you being on the local click today and being a DTC business customer as oh, well yeah. for we appreciate a very long time. Uh, that y'all have done for us. And, uh, uh, you know, the cameras that we have uh, that we can look at that y'all put in for us, the, so our security, our internet, uh, all of that has just been great. It's been oh, great. Well, we appreciate you. And uh, not only as a, a customer, but as a friend and uh, and personally for keeping all of my vehicles on the road. I, I've got stories that we could be here a while, the same things they've fixed, including rodents and other things. We've yeah, got some tails, yeah, don't we? Yeah. But uh, they do absolutely fantastic work, and I couldn't recommend them uh, any higher. So uh, if you need anything done uh, and you're in that uh, part of the world in Alexandria, make sure you stop by and say hello, and uh, they'll take great care of you. So we're going to take a small break, and we'll be back with more of the Local Click right after this. Here's normal internet speed. Here's the gig difference. Average speed, gig. Not enough speed, gig speed. With gig internet from DTC, everything's different. Video streaming is a breeze. Music and photos fly. And gaming gets real with no data limits. That's the gig difference. Call or visit DTC online and get your gig today. Glad to start this segment as we do each and every second segment of the show. And that's with Justin Malden as he brings us Justin's tech tips. In today's world, digital assets are so valuable. Data is so, so valuable. And it's valuable for individuals and it's valuable for businesses alike. Right. It, it affects, it doesn't matter what space you're in. If you're in, in the consumer space or the professional space, it matters. And so today, because of that, that's why we're going to talk about a critical aspect that everybody should have in their technology lives, and that's data backup. And I don't think that its importance can be understated. You know, you think recently I had a friend of mine who was out fishing here locally. He's out fishing, he pulls his phone out. I don't know if he was taking a picture, doing a video, making a phone call, messaging, whatever, but the phone slipped out of his hand. You know where that phone ended up at? I can imagine. Ended up in the bottom of the lake, right? And so he, he had lost that phone. He wasn't able to recover it. And imagine in an instant, if you lose all your precious photos, you lose your vital documents, maybe you lose critical business assets and critical business files all in one instance because you've got them on one device right. or on one hard drive. Now, that sounds like a nightmare scenario. It sounds like it's pretty daunting. There are services out there where they can try to help you recover things, uh, if a uh, drive is corrupted, and there's various reasons why you may lose data, why data may be corrupted. It may be due to a hardware failure. It may be due to software corruption. It may be due to an accidental deletion. Oh, I didn't mean to delete that. Uh, what am I, How do I get that back? Um, it may be due through you drop your phone in the lake, or it may be due to some of the things we talk about, ransomware mm-hmm. and malicious actors. Right. That's their job is to get in there and, and to make life difficult and to take this information that is so critical. It's very important to have multiple copies of your data for that reason and to have a robust backup plan. So ideally, you would think of data backup as an insurance policy. You buy insurance, you know you need it, but you don't ever want to use it. Your hope isn't to use your insurance policy, Right. right? But if disaster strikes, you're going to be glad that you had it. And so it helps provide peace of mind knowing that you have a backup. 
And so what can you do to ensure that you have a backup? Well, most individuals have smart devices, whether it's an iPhone, Android phone. You may have a personal computer that is Windows-based or Apple-based. Every single one of those offers a backup solution. Mm-hmm. Microsoft has OneDrive. Apple has iCloud. Google has Google Drive. And it may cost you a little bit to back those up there, you know, through those services. There's other services such as Dropbox and other things as well that will allow you to back up. Or you can go out and you can get an external hard drive and plug that directly into your computer and back up to it as well. But don't just have one backup. As we were preparing for this, I told you the story of a religious group and a religious organization that does publications monthly right down in Alabama. They, a few years ago, had a natural disaster strike through a tornado, completely leveled their building and damaged all of their physical assets in their wow. property. And they lost all of their physical data that they had on site. But thankfully, they had a backup solution. And so they were able to pick up right where they left off They were able to use those backups and continue their work without having to worry about the data loss because they had a backup solution. And so they were prepared. When that disaster struck, they were prepared. And that's what we can do. You can have peace of mind today. Invest in the time. You may have to invest some resources. You may have to invest some monetary resources in a comprehensive backup strategy. Right. But... It's essential that you do it. We've got to protect our digital assets through backup, through proper security. We need to safeguard our memories. We need to safeguard important business documents and, and ensure for businesses, that's a continuity thing. If you, sure, lose, yeah. if you lose your data, what is, what is your continuity plan to, for disaster recovery and to continue on? Because something that has happened in the past with businesses, especially small businesses, is if they have a ransomware attack mm-hmm. or they suffer data loss, for the majority of those businesses, taking that kind of hit will do them in. Yeah. It, it will be so intensive to them that it keeps them from being able to continue on. So being proactive and taking the steps now can be very, very beneficial later. Secure your future, back up your data today. Thanks, Justin. That's awesome. I appreciate that. That's something that affects literally everyone. Now we have another guest with us on the Local Click for this month's show, and that would be Tabitha Smith with Community Wellness. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm well this morning. Thank you so much for being with us today. Oh, yes. I I was totally excited to be here. And you're based in Woodbury, right? Yes, sir. Yes, okay. sir. And what's your address? So we're on 89 Mears Drive. So I'm going to give you a little technical component to that. We are behind the Taco Bell and the Inn because a lot of people Google us and they end up in McMinnville oh, wow. at that Mears Drive. So definitely we always tell people don't Google us or Google a map, don't Apple map us. <laughs> so And you run into that a lot in lifetime. Sometimes Absolutely. you end up in a place you don't want to be. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> So I understand you're a nurse practitioner, is that right? Yes, sir. I'm a family nurse practitioner, so my certification and specialty is family. Okay. So I treat all ages from birth to the elderly. Uh, Most recently, my oldest patient was 100 years old. Oh, wow. And so, yeah, and my my newest patient is uh, about seven days old, so... Yeah. That's exciting. All ages. So you really, it kind of keeps things interesting, doesn't it? Because on a day-to-day basis, you're not really 
kind of pigeonholed into just seeing one type absolutely, of patient. Absolutely. Um, it definitely keeps us on our toes because, you know, you have to be familiar with the developmental stages and what can happen and, you know, chronic illnesses of all age groups. But that's really important, isn't it, in a small town to have someone that can treat so many different types of, of people, different ages and that sort of yeah, thing. Absolutely. So, um, you know, I started uh, my nursing career in Woodbury in uh, 1997. And so I got to grow up as a nurse with um, lots of what we call old school medicine, primary cares, who did the same thing I did, treated, you know, from birth to the elderly. And, um, you know, and I've seen the, the landscape of medicine changing away from primary care and People going directly to specialty and things like that. And I seen what happened in hospitals because of that. We had increased hospitalizations. People didn't have anybody they could go and see until the problem got too, you know, too advanced. So when I decided I was going to be a nurse practitioner, um, I'm like, that's the kind of practice I want. I want them to come to me for whatever they need, whether it's a laceration, a cold, their hypertension, their diabetes. Right. Now, did you know kind of your entire life that this was the kind of career path that you might choose one day or did (laughs) you just kind of fall into it? Absolutely not. You know, I I was thinking about that, um, you know, earlier on. You know, when um, I was growing up, I was always going to be the lawyer. You know, okay. I, say I was going to be the lawyer. I don't know what that meant. I mean, you know, it just looked great. You know, I must have read that or seen it on TV. But um, and so when I got into college, um, I still didn't really know what I wanted to do. And I kind of had to pick a career path at some point. And I liked the sciences. I was excelled in sciences and nursing kind of seemed to be a good fit. I needed to get out of college. You know, parents are only willing to let you be there for so long. Right. You know? I understand. And so um, I picked nursing and I'm glad I did. I think it's always interesting to talk to people that are in the medical field because everybody's personality is not cut out for the kinds of things that you have to do every day and Agreed. the kind of things that you see and you know, if the sight of blood bothers you, it's probably, it's probably not the not. career path for you, yeah, right? Not but that. things like that really never seemed to bother you growing up. Mm-mm, I mean, no, no. Um, as a kid, I was, you know, kind of fearless. I didn't really, really scared of anything. Yeah. Um, and so this fits really good, you know, especially with nursing being so broad and, you know, had experience in every facet of nursing out there um, until I've you know, figured out what I really liked. And mm-hmm. believe it or not, my two favorite areas to practice in was um, mental health and um, emergency medicine. And so those go hand in hand, what we do. Sure. It, that, that experience has carried over into my primary care practice. We treat a lot of um, mental health issues. So probably about 90% of the patients that we see we're dealing with a mental health issue. Right. And so um, that's carried over. And that's, you know, as far as even though I'm a, a certified family nurse practitioner, my what I really love to do and I feel like I'm good at is mental health. And that's a very important and often overlooked part of sure. our health, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. If you're not controlling your mental health, then that means you're probably not as motivated to control your diabetes or your hypertension. Right. So how did you get started in Woodbury? Now, are you a, 
a native of this Middle Tennessee area? I am area not. Or? I am not. I'm an implant. Okay, so, but we welcome you, though. Yes, absolutely. So <laughs> I've been here since 93. Okay. Met my husband in Woodbury. Okay. Through a mutual friend. I'm originally from Southwest Louisiana. Okay. And um, we moved here. My parents brought us here um, back in the 80s. Um, and I, you know, via Murfreesboro and then met my husband, um, who is from Woodbury. I moved to Woodbury. Once we start having children, I didn't want to leave. It was a great community. It was a great community. Provide me with, uh, you know, to work in my profession. Um, and then once I started getting to know the community members, it's just been phenomenal. That's I mean, awesome. I've taken care of multiple generations of families at this point and, it's just been a great experience. Having a service like you provide in a small town is different than in a big city. Absolutely, it? absolutely. Um, it you know we c- we can make it fit the community. Anytime you provide a right. service, whether it's healthcare, whether it's restaurant business or whatever, you have to fit your community. And so I think that my staff and our setting fits our community. Very relaxed, open. We're here to serve. So who are some of the others that help you in the practice day to day? You know, listen, I'm nothing without my staff. Nothing. And so I have a great staff. Um, the majority of my staff are actually Cannon County residents. I have one that just lives right out of the county in center, center town. Um, but there's three of us nurse practitioners. Heather Melton, um, which uh, is from Woodbury. She does all of our urgent care. So in our clinic, we have it set up where... You have primary care, which I do, and Joey Lee Harris is our other nurse practitioner. Me and her do all the chronic management, wellnesses, things of that nature. And then we have Heather Melton, and she does all of our urgent care. So it's kind of like, you know, you walk in and you're sick. You don't have to have an appointment. You're going to see Heather because that's what she loves to do. And, of course, I have Joey and Heather, which has been phenomenal additions. I have a great reception staff. Um, they go out of their way to not only make the patient comfortable, um, but to help them navigate this difficult environment of insurance. And so I have Jennifer um, Richardson and um, Allison Jones, and they're both Woodbury, Canning County girls. Um, my nursing staff um, are all from Canning County, uh, Alicia Carr and Bethany Davenport. And they've both recently had babies. And so if you come to our clinic, you're going to see babies because we let them bring their babies to work. And then I have Paige Melton, who is a lifelong, you know, long time Mm -hmm. resident of um, Cannon County. And then Shannon Brewer is our business office manager. You'll see her pop in and out. But if you have the problem, she's our problem solver. So and then our lab um, tech, she's actually a Cannon County resident. Her name's uh, Megan Mankin. And she's through LabCorp, but we got to choose who we put in that role. And so, you know, that's really important to me to make sure that our residents have places to have a profession and to work and be close to home. Right. And have that trust factor so that when you ask for those results, you know that you're getting the information back that you need in a timely manner and accurately. and And it's so nice that, you know, being from Kennedy County, everybody knows your family and like we know their family and we know who to ask about and things right. of that nature. That makes that makes us different, I think, than being in a big city. I agree. Definitely. So what are some of the common types of services that you provide to people? 
in your business? Sure. So as a nurse practitioner, we do all the same things as if you went to a physician's office or a um, physician's assistant's office. We are able to assess, we're able to treat any chronic disease, any urgent disease, things of that nature. Um, we do a lot of preventative health. We really are big on, hey, let's see you when you're well and talk about things we can do right. to keep well. And that way, when we see you when you're sick, we have a baseline. We know there's truly something going on. Um, so we do all of uh, chronic care management for diabetes, hypertension, thyroid disorder. We do um, a lot of, of course, mental health um, management in our urgent population, we see a lot of upper respiratory, you know, whatever's going around the time, strep throat, bronchitis. Um, We also do a lot of skin issues. We see a lot of skin things in urgent. And one of our um, things that we pride ourselves on, we do a lot of weight management. So um, as insurance are evolving and seeing that obesity and weight cause a lot of health issues, we've developed a program within our our system That's great. to be able to really focus in on weight and reducing weight and um, healthy ways to approach that. Right. You know, we try not to do anything that's fad, but healthy forms to keep it for the long term, get the weight off and how to feel. So we see the gamut. It, you know, if we find something um, that is beyond our scope of practice, meaning that you need a specialist, mm-hmm. what we pride ourselves on is we really try to do a good, solid workup and get you to the specialist. So that way, by the time you get to them, you can get answers and not have to totally start the workup altogether. That's so, so important. I don't know how many times I've heard people having issues, you know, medical issues, and, uh, they don't know where to go next, sure. right? They don't have that person basically kind of mentoring them or giving them the professional advice that they need on, I don't know what to do, who to see, where to sure. go. So. And I think that's um, where the, you know, the landscape of, of medical care comes from. We got away from that primary care provider, that gatekeeper. Right. Because, you know, again, you know, we know what should it should be, what the norms are, and we can help flesh out the abnormals and do the testing needed. And if it, it's something that a specialist is required, then absolutely we have those relationships all over Middle Tennessee that we work with our, our specialists. Preventive uh, issues as far as watching your health are very important. You know, sure. Benjamin Franklin once said, an ounce of prevention is, is worth a pound of cure. So what are some uh, tips that you might absolutely. give us? Absolutely, I recommend to patients and what, while I explain that it is so important to come see me once a year just for a good wellness checkup is I need to teach you how to be your own advocate in your health to say, hey, these are the things going on with me. Can you educate me about that? Or if something is you know, wrong at the pharmacy or something arises that you are coming to see that person that you trust so we can discuss that, so we can help advocate for you. But we really try to teach our patients to be their own champions, 
to really ask the questions that, that, you know, they, they want to talk about. Right. A lot of people, you know, believe it or not, use denial. If I, if I don't pay attention to it, it's not going to be there. Well, that's not true. Yeah. Ignoring not it true. doesn't really change the outcome, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. I, I have people tell me all the time, listen, I didn't have these problems until I started seeing you. I'm like, yes, you did. Nobody called them you what just they didn't were. Know it, right? That's right. Yeah. Nobody called them what they were. So when we talk about chronic disease, do you help people with things like diabetes and, mm-hmm. and, um, other issues that, you know, may not be curable per se, sure. but have can have a great, you can have a great impact on how Absolutely. your quality of life is. Absolutely. With some of and I think, you know, being from the nursing background, we are great educators. Right. And so one of the things we do is we educate on chronic diseases. And believe it or not, one of my favorite things to treat is diabetes. I, I, it didn't, I didn't plan on that. It just happened to just evolve to happened, that. Yeah. And, um, you know, we do come across patients that need a little more specialized care. And the great thing is we've got great specialty relationships that, you know, maybe I don't need to send them. Maybe I just need to reach out to them and discuss it and then offer the patient a different, you know, regimen. But um, definitely we treat the diabetes. We treat um, hypertension is a big one, hypercholesterol, a lot high cholesterol. Um, That's a big thing. Big problem in the southeast, especially. How much does stress really relate as far as hypertension and high blood pressure? Sure. Is that a big contributing? It is factor a big to contributor. So, um, you know, stress causes inflammatory chemicals to be released from the brain and into the body, and that those inflammatory chemicals cause problems in the systems of the body. And stress causes a lot of, of a lot of issues. You've heard of people having extreme stress and they end up with a stomach ulcer because it changes the balance of the pH and the, the, the gut. Mm-hmm. So stress is a is a big problem. Right. And you definitely have we definitely have to talk about that with our patients to say, you know, let's make sure we're doing all the things that combat stress because everybody has stress. Right. And some stress is good, but when it's chronic and unremitting, it's meaning continuously. It's it's a terrible thing. As far as switching gears for a second, sure. I know you've been a DTC customer, business customer for quite Absolutely. some time. In fact, we've even uh, had you as an advertiser yeah. on many of our uh, local uh, channel broadcast, yeah. and we appreciate that too. But maybe talk about for a moment some of the things that we help provide for your business. So one of the most important things for me um, was internet service. And so because we're all electronic, everything, you know, we try to not print paper, but, you know, we still hadn't got away from that. Right. But to have a fast, reliable internet service that doesn't drop, um, you know, signal, that we can always have our, our charting up to date. But listen, we've got the new telephone service. Um, if I'm calling this right, it's the Sangoma mm-hmm. telephone system. And that is probably about three months new with us. And that has been a game changer for us. Because listen, we can get three or 400 calls a day. Oh my like goodness. our wow. phones ring continuously. Um, and there is other than having a dedicated operator to answer the phone, that's really hard to navigate. Right. And so it has been a lifesaver for us as far as um, three-way calling with our patients and pharmacies, three-way calling with patients and um, other providers. You know, that way we I haven't can, really thought about that. That's, that's listen, a big deal. Listen, that is a big deal. Yeah. Um, because the other the other 
side of that is you have to hang up with the patient. You have to call whoever you're calling. You have to work it out. Then you have to stop and call the patient back. That takes a lot of time. something didn't get lost in translation between all right. those. That takes a lot of time. Yeah. So I have very, I've been very thrilled with the new system. Awesome. Definitely. So some of the other things, of course, we use the TV service and mm-hmm. we advertise. Mm-hmm. And listen, I'm really looking forward to this because in the very near future, um, we're going to get you guys to make us another commercial. So mm-hmm. I'm really excited about that. Um, and then um, security. We, we use the security system. That's a big issue and it is and, and, of course, on my building, um, not only is my clinic in that building, I have other um, businesses attached to my building. And so with the security system, especially for the fire alarm, was and, and I didn't realize how important this was until the fire alarm went off in one of my other rental units. And... It, it alerted me. It notified me. It you. notified yeah. me. And so that's a big deal. I recognize how important that was when when that happened. That's great. So, um, yeah. I'm glad that relationship exists and we're, we're able to yeah. help you guys in your business and hopefully yeah. make things a little bit easier in the hectic day-to-day part of, of what you do. So And the customer service, anytime we have to call for whatever, is has been phenomenal. So. Well, we appreciate that. Yes. If someone wants to get in touch with you, maybe they want to make an appointment, what sure. should they do? So you can call us at 615-563-7515 and call to request an appointment. We also have online appointment services if you're in our Helo system. So most of our patients have already been connected to our portal, our Helo system, and they can actually make digital appointments. They don't even have to call in the office. And so we're currently having our website restructured and eventually you'll be able to go to our website, um, which will be uh, TennesseeCommunityWellness.com. And you will be able to just click and make yourself an appointment digitally. That's easy. Absolutely. You guys are really with the latest in technology. We're really trying because we have a large working population, meaning people who get up and go to work. And so they don't have time to sit on the phone and things of that nature. So we really try to meet that demand and that need. So one of the other things I I didn't um, fail to mention is that we use telehealth, telemedicine. And, um, you know, thank gosh for a great uh, wireless connection or connection to um, Internet. Those work remarkably well. So it allows people to take a step back from work and do a quick telehealth visit, video visit, and not have to miss work. That's amazing. Yeah. Right in Woodbury. Right in Woodbury. Don't take for granted these small towns, everyone. absolutely not. Absolutely not. Well, Tabitha, thank you so much for being with us today. I've really enjoyed getting to know more about your business, and we wish you the best of luck in all of your future endeavors. Thank you, Nick. I appreciate being here. Awesome. And we'll have you back on again sometime soon. Absolutely. Awesome. Everyone stay tuned. We've got more of The Local Click coming up after this. You know that DTC provides great products and services to your home, and you can get the same great value for your business with DTC Business Solutions. Whether you're making sales over the phone, or online to customers around the world. We deliver the reliable business solutions you need at a competitive price. And we do it all with uncompromising service. Let's talk about what matters to your business. Call DTC Business Solutions today. 
We'll get to you in just a minute, Justin, with some of your uh, tech news coming up. But uh, first, let's ask the expert. Our very own expert, Jared, is going to help us out with some more great information. So what do you have for us this month? Today is all about connecting your router to your ONT. Okay. So ONT here is the black box. It'll have all various lights on it, and I'll actually do an episode about that here soon. Um, but connecting them together, let's say you move into a house and the ONT's there, but the router's not, and you go pick this up from the office, from okay. a phone store, um, come back. I'm going to show you how to connect those two together. Great. So with that being said, you're going to take and access your ONT in your house. Once you do that, you will take the Ethernet cord that is provided from the box, and you will plug it into port one. So on the back, you'll look, there is four ports on the back of the ONT. Once that's done. And they're take, labeled, right? As far as which yeah, one they're is labeled which, one through four. Say. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Port one is only for internet. Two is usually dead. And then three and four is for TV. Gotcha. So, but if you have a TV install, usually we come out there and hook that up. It'll for probably you. already have something. Yeah. Absolutely. And on the back of your router, you'll have four yellow ports. We'll be looking away from those. Up underneath those, though, is a WAN port. It is white. You will take and plug in your other end of your Ethernet cord into that. Once that's done, give it five to ten minutes, and your router will come up solid green, and you'll be able to use the Internet. And if you don't know where to access your Wi-Fi name and password, check out the last podcast we made. See, that's handy. These are starting to build upon each other, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, getting into the power part of the ONT, so... If your ONT is unplugged and you have to get a power cord from the office as well, they take the power cord sometimes when people move out. It, be very careful because these things have a bunch of different pins in them. It actually has a little arrow on top that shows you which direction to plug it into. Oh, okay. So when you plug it in, you just line it up perfect and it'll go in. If it feels forced, you're probably bending the pins and then your service isn't going to work. Um, as far as that goes, that's plugging in the power cords. Now, when you want to reboot this equipment, try to reboot your power strip. So there's a little red switch right here oh, on top, okay. and I you see. can take and flip it. So you'll see the light go off, yeah. then clip it back on, it'll come on. So what you're saying is it's basically a, a better idea, if you can, to reboot your equipment by using the power strip, power button, as yes. opposed to trying to unplug the difficult Absolutely. Uh, plug. Not difficult, but, you know, there's more possibilities of making a mistake on that multi-pin absolutely and when you plug. reboot your power strip don't just go real quick turn it off count 10 to 15 you know just so you're not messing it up gotcha count to 10 or 15 then turn it on wait a minute and all your service you know that's like if you if you notice your service isn't working um can't connect to the router or anything like that you can reboot that and that's one of the instances. I like it. That's a great information that you gave us. And, you know, that's kind of one of the big troubleshooting tips in general when it comes to electronics, I think, is just uh, never underestimate the power of a reboot, right? Always reboot it. Yeah. Always. Yep. Yep. Makes sense. So uh, it's time now to talk about some more technology, and we're going to bring Justin in for his monthly segment that we call Tech News Roundup. And so I know you've been scouring the information online to give us some good information. So what do you have for us today? So sometimes we don't think about often, we may think of devices, but we don't think about the components of those devices. And so these first two things have to deal with some of the components within your device. So the first thing is, Intel recently just launched their newest lineup of Intel 14th generation 
chips or what they're calling their Raptor Lake refresh. And so what a lot of people don't realize is these things are refined. These microprocessors are refined over and over and over. They get smaller and smaller and smaller and more powerful. And every time they have a refresh, that's a benefit to everyone. So when you go to buy a new device, when you go to buy a new computer, when they have these refreshes, you're going to be getting more bang for your buck and you're going to be getting more performance out of it. And so Intel just recently released their newest refresh. It's it's an incremental update this time. They're looking at their next refresh to be more of a, an efficiency and, and power bump. And the microprocessor space is getting highly competitive. And it's getting highly competitive for the reason of, our phones are super powerful. Our computers are super powerful. The equipment that we're using here that's processing this podcast is super powerful. You know, when we talk with Alexandria Auto Parts and he's talking about the computer chips that are in vehicles now, right? Right. It affects everything. And so that's, that's a huge benefit when you see these increases come out and, and you see more power. Shifting, though, and continue to talk about it, one thing that happened during COVID uh, that became an issue was chip shortages, and, That's right. That's and, not been and, that long ago. In manufacturing, even in the auto sector, you know, if you recall, the Smyrna uh, Nissan plant just up the road from us, it shut down because of chips, right. not because that they didn't have the labor or anything, but they, they did not have the microchips. So Micron is the only U.S.-based uh, random access memory manufacturer that is a, a major player in the global production of, of those chips. And they have announced a $15 billion investment in Boise, Idaho to bring awesome. manufacturing domestically. All their manufacturing right now, even though they're a U.S.-based company, is done overseas. But they're going to bring that within uh, the continuous United States and being producing it here within the U.S., which is a big, big boom for us here because it puts chip production here. In- Intel does production here. Uh, Foxconn, uh, who manufactures uh, electronics such as Apple devices, has got a plant here now. And so when we see this happening, that means it's being done domestically, which means it's great for us because it can be cheaper from the shipping cost and we don't have to worry about imports or anything like that. So um, that that is probably going to be a huge advantage when it comes to these chip shortages because it's going to be the largest chip fab production facility in the United States. So that's huge. And then the third and final thing that I'm going to talk about, which I find pretty interesting, is Amazon is now testing new pharmacy drone deliveries in College Station, Texas. So drones... Okay, you have to explain this one. I've got to hear this. So So drones are fascinating to people, and Amazon had to actually get a special exemption from the FAA to fly what's called beyond visual line of sight. That means... When you're flying a commercial drone, you have to keep it within eyesight. You've got to be able to see it to control it, but you can get special waivers from the FAA. They've been granted that special waiver in College Station, Texas specifically, so that's home of uh, Texas A&M, of the Aggies for SEC fans out there, where you can, through Amazon Pharmacy, at no additional cost to Amazon Prime members, get around 500 medications delivered to you by drone within 60 minutes of ordering it. So it's in a very, very small market that they're testing it in, but looking to the future, could y'all imagine what that may be like, not just for medications, but all kinds of deliveries, Right. if we're able to get those instantaneously. So basically almost anything that would fit within the weight class of the capabilities of the drone, possibly? 
yeah. could be coming. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, it's very it's very interesting. Again, we're talking just medication here, so it's small. I, I'm interested to see when they finally do roll it out uh, how they're going to ensure, you know, it's getting to the right place and compliance and the right people are getting it and, and those different things and the safety aspect of, of flying drones. But I, I think people are becoming more and more uh, comfortable. It, it's not unusual to see a drone yeah, flying true. in the air nowadays like it was a, a few years ago. Um, there's a huge uh, hobbyist uh, and recreational flyers out there in addition to professional flyers. Uh, so it, it's interesting to see the advancements in technology. Um, you know, Amazon, we think two-day delivery is super-duper fast. Well, you may be able to get a medication within 60 minutes here before too long. <laughs> I just, in the back of my head, all I can think about is, you know, you're sitting outside on your porch and you hear this buzzing sound and you think it's a flyer or a bug or something, you're swatting at it. No, it's your medicine on its way. I was thinking food. <laughs> Food, yeah, absolutely. Uh, We're going to move on now to uh, our segment that we call What's Up DTC, and I'm going to basically try to share with everyone all the great places and different things we'll be involved with at DTC, uh, whether it be our film crew or just our employees setting up for different events and that sort of thing. So uh, we'll go ahead and get started with that. We're going to start off our list of November events with uh, the Smith County High School Career Day. And that will be on November the 15th. And then we have high school football playoffs. It's about that time. So uh, those will be starting throughout the month of November. We'll have uh, several announcements to be made soon at DTC3.TV. Most of those will probably be tape delayed just due to TWS delay restrictions with some of the agreements. So, uh, But stay tuned for that. We'll have lots of information coming up in the following weeks on that. Uh, it's almost high school basketball time, so we'll be releasing our schedule for that coming up very soon, and you can check that out on DTC3.TV in the coming weeks. And then it's my favorite time of the year. It's Christmas parade time. That's where uh, DTC likes to chase Santa Claus around every uh, town in our service area, and, and we don't miss a Christmas parade. So I know if, if you guys like to go to the parades, you've probably seen us there many, many times. Uh, definitely check on these dates locally before you go to them to make sure that these are still correct. But the first one will be the Carthage Christmas Parade. That's on November the 26th. The Woodbury Christmas Parade on December the 2nd. Smithville Christmas Parade will be on December the 2nd as well. And got a couple more on the same day. Gordonsville and Watertown, both on December the 2nd. So that's four on the same day. How Santa does that, I don't know. It must be Christmas magic, but somehow he makes it work. So, And then uh, the following day, we have two more. We've got the Liberty Christmas Parade and the Alexandria Christmas Parade. Both of those are on December the 3rd. So anyway, that's what we have uh, coming up throughout the month of November and leading into December. I think previously in last month's episode, I may have fallen short on my uh, offer to uh, supply some donuts to the podcast. And I believe Jared may have even called me out and appropriately so. Yes, rightfully so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, guilty, guilty as charged. So I took one for the team. Justin and I both did yesterday, and we made a little trip. And I have something right here. Hey, hey, what do you think? That's awesome. Go ahead, smell. You made my whole morning. All right, and you know what? The real winner is you because you get the whole box. 
don't eat them all at once because I bought two boxes. <laughs> <laughs> Nick going above and beyond. This is a bad day to be a donut. Yeah, yeah no doubt. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. So uh, my advice to you is don't eat the entire box in one setting. Maybe, you know, meet up with some friends, share them or don't. Or share them with us and then we'll eat more later. I yeah, or take, share them with us. If I don't take my wife one. She'll be mad. So I got to save at least one. Yeah. 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 You will be in big trouble if you don't do that. That's right. So, uh, but anyway, uh, all joking aside, I hope you enjoy those. I hope everyone has a great uh, Thanksgiving and uh, there's a lot to be thankful for. And I'm thankful that you watch our podcast and listen to us. And uh, we will definitely see you with more fun and information next month as we grow closer to Christmas time. So, Uh, As for the November edition of The Local Click, I'm Nick Noakes saying so long and we'll see you next time. Learn more about the show by visiting us online at thelocalclick.com. Also, be sure to subscribe to us on your favorite podcast or video platform so you won't miss our next episode of The Local Click. See you next month.